you know what is so unique about our risen king the bible says he is the same yesterday today and forever he does not change like shifting shadows he is an immutable god we as human being finite beings we are standing on a threshold of an year that's going to pass by and we're going to enter into a new year but we serve a god who is from eternity to eternity he's god and he remains the same praise the lord everything around us changes it's it fades with time but there is only one who is unchanging tonight what does that mean to us it means even when the time passes by the unchanging one is consistent in his dealing with us he is consistent in his word with us the promise that he has made it stands it stands it stands praise god everything will fall apart but the word that he has given it will stand praise god so tonight we hold fast to his word we embrace this lord jesus who is our redeemer and our savior we hold on to him fast praise god because he ain't going to let me go praise god he will not forsake me he will not leave me by the wayside he will carry me on amen praise god hallelujah we are going to look into god's word because we are pressed for time and space i encourage the ministers the elders the deacons if you would come and take the seat here that would relieve some spots for the people who are standing behind so do it quickly we are going to pray for a brother that the church has been praying for his name is bilal wahid we have been reaching out to him with the gospel we have shared the gospel with him he has not known the lord jesus yet he is in a very critical condition tonight he is in a hospital is on a ventilator we as a church we are going to pray for him his name is bilal wahid those who come for our intercessory prayer you know about the person you probably have not seen him but we know because we've been praying for him so tonight we are going to pray lord for eternity's sake praise the lord that you would sustain him that you would give him a new lease to life all eyes closed as we look to the lord in prayer we're going to pray together that the lord will send forth his word that runs swiftly and heal him that god will take glory praise god hallelujah let us pray for him praise god thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus as we all are going to pray i'm going to request mataich and uncle to lead us in prayer thank you jesus lord send forth your word in the name of jesus and we shall see his 
Turning to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 4 to 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 4 to 9. I want somebody to read it out for us. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, 1, verses 4 to 9. I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God which is given you by Christ Jesus Christ. That in everything you are enriched by him, in all utterance and in all knowledge. for your word we pray that you will speak to us release your grace and anointing in this place that will make the proclamation of your word effective in Jesus name we bind every powers of darkness every critical spirit be still and Christ be exalted in this place to God be the glory in Jesus name we pray amen please be seated This evening, the message is titled, Enriched, Ready to Roll. Enriched and Ready to Roll. Apostle Paul is writing to the church in Corinth. And he starts by saying that he's thinking about them. And he says, when I think about you, I thank God for you. Praise the Lord. When I think about you, I thank God for you. When people think about us, what do you think goes through their mind? Would they give thanks to the Lord for us? Well, it all depends on our relationship with them and our status. Well, when you read about the, the church in Corinth, Paul had a lot to say to them. But he starts off by saying, listen, when I think about you guys, I thank God for you. Praise the Lord. Unlike the church in Thessalonica, he had so many good things to say about them. He talked about their faith. He talked about their love. He talked about their endurance, good qualities. Here, Paul is saying, when I think about you, I thank God for the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. I think about you and I thank God for the grace of God 
which is given in you by Jesus Christ. Praise God. Listen. Grace, as we all know, is the unearned, unmerited, undeserving favor of God. Paul is addressing them. He has a lot of tough things, heavy things to tell them. But he starts by dwelling on something positive. And he says, listen guys, there are a lot of stuff I want to tell you. But I want to start by talking about the grace that you experience and the grace that you enjoy. Such a good way to touch base with people. Even when we don't have nothing good to say about people, we always can talk about the, the grace that they experience through Jesus Christ because that grace is undeserved, unearned, unmerited, meaning it is simply the goodness of God. And tonight, regardless of our status, Regardless of our state where we are in our spiritual life, we all have a reason, praise the Lord. All of us are experiencing the grace of God which is freely bestowed upon our lives. When I think about you, when you think about me, when we think about everybody, even if we have nothing good to say, we have something positive to say, which is what? The grace of God that we experience and we enjoy. Praise God. Thank God for the grace that we experience in our life. And look what Paul is saying. He's saying, listen, because of the grace of God that's bestowed on you, your lives are enriched by him. Praise God. Your lives are enriched by who? By Jesus. Praise God. Every one of the believers' lives are enriched by God. Praise God. Do you know that our lives are enriched by God the moment we experience the grace of God. What is the grace of God? God's riches at Christ's expense. So the minute you and I tap into the grace of God or experience the grace of God, our lives are enriched by him. By who? By Jesus Christ. Praise God. And Paul says that you are enriched in everything by him in all utterance and in all knowledge. Praise God. So what does this enriching of our life mean? Praise God. What does it mean that the church of Corinth, it's not only the church of Corinth, but every one of us tonight who have experienced the grace of God, who have received Christ as your Savior, your life and my life are enriched by Him. Praise the Lord. Being enriched means 
that our lives are impacted and affected by the grace of God. Because of the grace of God, our lives have been impacted and affected in a positive way. Praise God. The word enriched in Greek goes like this. Plotokol, meaning, it simply means in English, plutocrat. You know what plutocrat is? Plutocrat means you have become a plutocrat because of Jesus Christ. Your life has been enriched. You are luxuriously rich. That in everything, you are luxuriously rich through Jesus Christ. You and I are experiencing the depth of God's riches through Jesus Christ. That's what it means that our lives are enriched by God, by Jesus Christ. It means because of our identity with him. Meaning, because we belong to Jesus, behold, what manner of love the Father has lavished upon us so that we shall be called the children of God. Because by virtue of the fact that we are the children of God, we have been blessed and God opens the floodgates of heaven and he pours out continual, ongoing spiritual blessings in our lives we have been blessed with spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus how many of you are glad tonight that you and I are blessed by God praise the Lord primarily starting with we are blessed by the Lord in every rounds of our lives starting with what starting with our spiritual Life, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Our lives are enriched. Look what Paul is saying. That in everything you are enriched by him, in all utterance and in all knowledge. Number one, what is the source of this blessing that we experience? How is it that we are able to tap into this untold, unending riches of God? What is the source? The source simply, Paul says, that we are enriched in him. One version says, we are enriched by him. Praise God. God is the source of all blessings that we experience in our lives. Praise the Lord. He is the source. Praise God. What's the big deal of God being the source? Praise God. See, we all have different kinds of sources. Some rich parents can leave an endowment or a large saving, a treasure chest for their children. That could be their source. Or you could have a fat bank balance. That could be your source. Or you have a good employment. That could be your source. All these sources have limitations. All these sources can run dry in life. But when God is our source, 
That means it's an unending source. Praise God. In every season, you can tap into it. In every season, his reserve continuously flows into our life. And we experience, praise the Lord, the very best from our God when God is our source. Praise the Lord. Listen, there are some things that we need to agree and ponder on. Number one, God is a source of our enrichment. Praise the Lord. Our lives are enriched by him. Praise God. Our lives have been blessed by him. Praise the Lord. God is a source of our enrichment. God's ways and means are unlimited. What does it mean? That you and I have God as our source of enrichment. What does that mean? It means that God's ways and means are unlimited. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. At the same time, we should not forget that God is a creative person and he never lacks ideas through which he could come through for us. What does that mean? It means, regardless of what situation you are in today, regardless of what season you are in today, praise God. If God is your source, God will come through for you. Tonight, we are assured of the fact when everything around us is changing, you and I have a God who is unchanging. We can tap into his resources. God is so creative that he does not have to repeat what he has done for others for you. He can have a new way, a new pattern, a new door, a new resource open for you in a nick of a second. Praise the Lord. When God enriches a person, he can do things in such a way that it will become a marvel to people who see us. I want you to look at this person to your extreme right. The, father, the, the man who's wearing that kind of a beige, it's not beige, right? Kind of, a, kind of a beige orange vest. Look at him. This is a picture of an ordination service that took place in November when myself and Sonny Chan, we went to India. This man was ordained as a pastor. You know, this man, this man of God, his name is Subhash. God has enriched him. I'll tell you what it is. When you look at him closely and when you get to know him, you realize that he's completely blind. Completely blind and partially deaf. We ordained him as a pastor. You know why? This man, he's a pastor of a church. He's an excellent musician, an excellent singer, and a good, able pastor, but completely blind. What does it mean to be enriched by God? To be enriched by God means... 
regardless of your status, regardless of your condition, the grace that God bestows upon you equips you and enriches you to rise above every challenges and hurdles in life and fulfill the purpose of God in your life. Is a pastor of a church blind and deaf? Yet, recently, he started another branch church. Can you believe this? He walks behind his wife, doesn't use a stick, puts his hand on his wife's shoulder, and his wife goes before him, and he does everything that needs to be done. He ministers, he preaches, he sings, he plays instrument. God is using him. Praise the Lord. So what does it mean to be enriched by God means the grace that God pours into us, praise the Lord, elevates us to the level that God's purpose can be fulfilled in our lives. Praise the Lord. Who can give such riches in our lives? We often have an idea of confining riches to the material things of the world. But God, when he equips a person, what he does is, what is lacking in him to fulfill the call or the purpose of God in him, God bestows that into them in a very special way. Praise the Lord. So, we see that the grace that God pours upon us, it does what? It enriches us. Praise the Lord. It enriches us. In what? In every manner of our life. Now, listen. This is very important for us to understand. The grace of God is the unmerited favor of God. When we experience the grace of God, the grace of God redeems us. At the same time, the grace of God reforms us. Praise the Lord. Titus, Paul writing to Titus, Titus 2.10 says, The grace of God that brings salvation to mankind teaches us to say no to ungodliness. Meaning, it not only redeems us, but it reforms us so that you and I are changed into the very likeness. We become partakers of the divine nature of Christ. Praise the Lord. There is an ongoing change, transformation that takes place within us. We cannot be redeemed and remain the same. We are redeemed and God reforms us as by the power of the Holy Spirit and the word of God within us. It changes us, transforms us to become everything that God wants us to become. Now, that is bestowed freely upon our lives. Now, you can also be enriched by clicking the triggers that the Word of God talks about. You can also be enriched by triggering certain things in life that causes the grace of God or the enrichment of God in us to be activated so that we are blessed in every realms of our lives. 
That is what Paul talks about. The same Greek word is used in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 11. This is in the context of giving to the Lord. Paul is saying, when you give to the Lord what happens, you trigger, praise the Lord, that enrichment aspect in such a way, look what it says, you will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. Hey, listen, no matter who we are, it's very hard to be generous in every occasion. Praise the Lord. But you and I can trigger that switch in such a way that God would pour his blessings upon us to such a degree and magnitude that in every occasion, you and I can be enriched. Praise the Lord. As we are getting ready to enter into a new year, we want to enter into this new year armed with that knowledge that we who have experienced the grace of God freely, God gives us by choice the right to click that switch. Praise God. That will cause God's enrichment to affect every arena of our life to such a degree and magnitude that we become generous and bless people which brings glory to God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Look at the, when you read the Bible, it's interesting to see the scope of, the scope of enrichment. The scope of enrichment. The source of enrichment is Jesus, God. The scope of enrichment. Do you know what is the scope of enrichment? Look what the Bible says. It says that it is unlimited. You and I can be enriched in, in everything. Praise the Lord. Praise God. In everything. Is that possible? Well, that's what the scripture says. Praise the Lord. That in everything you are enriched by him. Everything. Praise God. Okay? When you read that term everything, I want to first touch the immediate context. The immediate context is in all utterance and in all knowledge. Talking about the charisma gift of God. Praise the Lord. God's grace can enrich us so that we can experience and start operating the gifts of the Spirit in our Christian life. In all utterance and in all knowledge. All utterance is the expressions, and all knowledge is the inward understanding. In every arena of our life, external and internal, praise the Lord, God can enrich us in, us in such a way that we can become a blessing to the body of Christ. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God can enrich us and equip us 
so that we can become a blessing to our community. How many of you want to be a blessing to your, to your church, to your community, to the place, to the marketplace that you're in, the business place that you are in, do you want to be a blessing? Praise the Lord. When we operate in our natural abilities, we are limited. But when we operate in the spiritual supernatural abilities that God can give us, we can change our boundaries. Praise the Lord. Our boundaries can be extended. Listen, we have boundaries all over the place. Number one boundaries that we have is a mental boundary. We know who we are, what we can do, how much we can do. And quite often, we underestimate ourselves and we limit ourselves in such a manner that we are not even able to fully function in a way that God wants us to function. Praise the Lord. But God can bestow his gifts upon us so that the boundaries that we have set for ourselves, the boundaries of limitations, the boundaries that people have set for us, limiting you and me as to what we can do, how far we can go, how far we can achieve, how far we can accomplish. We can extend those boundaries when we allow the gifts of the Spirit to start operating in and through our lives. And this is not exclusive to the church of Corinth. Praise the Lord. Because the Bible says, the grace that is bestowed upon us, it causes God to do what? To enrich us in such a way that we are able to go beyond our human limitations. So church, Cornerstone Church, we are getting ready to say goodbye to this year. As you enter into a new year, do you want the new year to be the same way that it was all these years? Are you content and satisfied with what you have been doing, number one, for the Lord? Are you content and satisfied with the way that you have been operating? If not, tonight we have a good news. The good news is God can enrich our life in such a way that you and I can expand. You and I can extend our territories, starting with the horizons of our mind. Praise the Lord. Remember the prayer of Jabesh? Jabesh prayed what? What did he say? He said, Lord, do what? If you should do what? Extend my territories. Praise God. Do you want God to extend your territories? It is possible when we allow and yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit and start operating in the giftings that God has given us. Praise the Lord. This new year, every one of us have to pray, Lord, you have bestowed that grace upon me. 
if the church in Corinth experienced it, we can also experience it. I want you to stand up before the Lord. Enrichment. It's unlimited because God's word says that we are enriched in everything. Praise the Lord. We are enriched in everything. Now, I said the primary context is in all knowledge, in all utterance and knowledge. Talking about the gifts of the spirit that was in operation in the church in Corinth. And the Bible says that they had no gift lacking in that church. Praise the Lord. So that is the immediate context. Other than that, when you understand that God can enrich us in everything means it affects every arenas of our lives. We can never confine God only to the spiritual aspect of our life. God is interested in our well-being in every arenas of our life. Physically, spiritually, emotionally, relationally, mentally, financially, in every realms of our lives, God can enrich us in such a way that every facet of our life can be touched and enriched by God. Praise the Lord. As we entered into this new year, you and I ought to come to a place where we should be able to believe that God can touch every facet of my life and enrich my life. Praise the Lord. Regardless of the challenges that we face in our lives, regardless of the limitations that we face in our life, regardless of the hurdles that we face in our life, the possibility, if you believe in God and allow God to work in and through you is immense. Praise God. Amen. Do you believe that? Praise the Lord. Can we ask this morning, Lord, we want a favor. We want your favor to be upon us so that we will increase in every arenas of our life. That our mind, our horizons will increase, will expand. That you will expand our territories. That we will experience that, that enrichment in our life in such a degree and magnitude that every facet of our lives will be touched and affected. This morning, can you pray to God? Can you ask him to increase, to expand the sphere of our influence? Praise the Lord. Do you want the sphere of your influence to be expanded? Would you want to be able to touch more people than you were able to touch? Do you want to affect more people than you are affecting now? Praise God. Let us ask as a church that this new year that our sphere of influence will expand into this community. Do you want that? Is it possible? 
It is possible. Praise the Lord. It is possible. Praise God. If we would allow and believe God, God is able to enrich our life in such a manner that we will be able to impact and influence our neighborhood. Praise God. Hallelujah. I believe it is possible and I believe that this, mo this morning we heard the scriptures read. Those are the telltale signs that God has begun his work in this house. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Whether we like it or not, whether we agree with it or not, what God wants to do, he will do it. Always the best thing to do is to be on the Lord's side. When you are on the Lord's side. You will be riding the bandwagon with him. Praise the Lord. When you are on the Lord's side. God will be using as you as an instrument. To fulfill his purpose. When you stand and resist what God wants to do. Beware the bandwagon might run over you. Now, we don't want that to happen to anybody. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, we want to make sure that our lives are enriched in such a manner that it affects every arena of our lives. It affects our community. It affects our neighborhood. And God's purpose is fulfilled through our lives. When God is using us because of his enrichment, we cannot become so proud that we tend to use the giftings of God for our purpose. Praise the Lord. Listen, the giftings of God is for God's glory and for the good of God's people. Praise the Lord. The giftings of God are for the glory of God and for the good of people. It is not for prestige. It is not for anything else, but rather for God's glory. I want you to look at this, what Charles Spurgeon says about using our good gifts. Should it not show us that gifts are nothing unless they are laid on the altar of God. I want everyone who is gifted in this house this morning to lay your gift regardless of what it is, how big it is, how small it is at the altar of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That it is nothing to have the gift of oratory. That it is nothing to have the power of eloquence. That it is nothing to have learning. That it is nothing to have influence. Unless they all be dedicated to God. And consecrated to his service. Listen. I believe that every one of our lives are enriched. The difference is. How much it is enriched. The difference is how far and wide God would use us or is using us. Regardless of how far and wide or where God is using us, 
we want to this morning lay our gifts on God's altar and say lord you gave it to us we going to use it for your glory praise god can we say that regardless of what it is it could be a spiritual gift it could be a vocational gift it could be your success in career it could be your profession it could be your knowledge it could be your high iq everything that we have is a gift from god amen and if so we as god's children we want to lay it at the altar and consecrate ourselves for his service you know what consecration is consecration means i am setting myself apart exclusively for the glory of god whether i am inside or outside i live i conduct my life and my business in such a way i want glory to go to god is god only our god when we come to church isn't he our lord in every realms of our life if so we have to make sure that we live in such a way that glory will go to god and god alone praise god hallelujah amen praise god yes we have to make sure this morning that we are committed that we will use everything that the lord has adorned us with grace and giftings for the glory of god praise the lord quite often people who are gifted can think that i am special that i am gifted and that i'm exclusively being used by god and that can take us carry us away into arenas that are not approved by god listen just because god is using someone does not mean that is a sign of approval of god upon their lives praise god it's never the other day somebody asked saying that the such and such person is such a gifted person um god is with that person and god is using that person mightily how can that person be used by god mightily and yet live in sin listen living in sin has its consequences it's just a matter of time because there is a principle in the bible that says what we sow we will reap praise the lord so being used by god is not a sign of approval that god's favor is upon us we have to lay our giftings on the altar and be consecrated for him so that god's name is glorified through our life shall we move on praise the lord i need to conclude because it's midnight right okay being enriched we acknowledge that god is the source and we acknowledge that the scope is unlimited meaning our lives can be enriched in every arenas of our life listen to me church we are a church and we are bunch of families that means relationship our relationship with god ought to be good 
and our relationship in our home ought to have the marks of God's enrichment upon it. Do you know what that means? That means as a husband and wife, our relationship should be such that there be harmony and love in our relationship in our home. Praise the Lord. The more time that you spend with your spouse, you need to learn to love them, appreciate them, applaud them, affirm them, and give thanks to God. I remember my parents. Both my parents are resting with the Lord. With time, they learn to love each other much, much more. They were not all bubbly uh, 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 in front of others, but their love for each other was very deep. So what that means, it, it puts an impact on our children. Our children ought to watch their parents and learn that they, have, they love each other because heaven has done what? Heaven says the reflection of God's love, Christ's love for the church is visibly seen where? In our home between a husband and a wife. Every husband and wife in Cornerstone Church, your relationship with your wife, with your husband, every day it should what? It should bloom and blossom. Praise the Lord. Amen? Amen? Yes. God wants it like that. Enriched in our relationship. Primarily between husband and wives. Because that's affecting our next generation. They have to see the love tank in our home full. They have to emulate us. They have to know that we are good role model, good example. That doesn't mean that we are perfect. No, none of us are perfect. I know I'm not perfect. I don't know about you guys. Okay? That doesn't mean that there is no disagreement or difference of opinion. That's not what we are saying. What we are saying is that when God enriches our life, he touches every arena of our life. Church should be home. Church should be, church service should be in church. Church service should be in our home too. When was the last time you called your children, husband, wife, children, you know, sat together and made music to the Lord? When was the last time you told your children to bring your guitar, bring your drums, let's sing unto the Lord, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, or it's just something, the gig that we do in the church. No, it's not a gig that is exclusive to church. It is something that has to happen in every home. Every home should have worship rise up from their home. Praise God. And if it's not been happening, let's pray this morning. Lord, would you touch that area of our life? Can we put it into motion? Even if you cannot get everybody to come, can you get hold of one person to sit with you, to pray and to sing? I'm telling you, you start it slowly. The Lord will honor you and you will have a service in your home. Praise the Lord. So relationship in our homes. Can you imagine? 
if all this preaching and teaching and singing and music is only in the church, we are doing a big disservice to our next generation. It should not happen to anyone. Praise God. Church, this morning, we have to make a commitment to the Lord. Lord, I have made service to you exclusive to church. I am going to expand my territory starting with my home. Can you make that decision? Would you make this decision this morning that God, I will allow my life to be enriched in my home. Praise the Lord. Let me run. I don't have too much time. Praise the Lord. The next part is sincerity. What sincerity? These guys, their life was enriched. Their source was God. Their scope was unlimited. And they were earnestly waiting for the coming of the Lord Jesus. That's what Paul is saying. When you are touched by grace, when you experience redemption, and when you experience an ongoing reformation, there is an earnestness inside. For what? Earnestly, sincerely waiting for what? For the Lord Jesus to come. When it's only a show, when it's only a facade, when it's only a mask, there is no earnestness inside. Paul is saying, guys, you have been touched and enriched by the grace of God and it has brought an earnestness in you and sincerity in you waiting for the appearance of Jesus. We used to have a prayer group. My brother Finney used to be part of the prayer group. And one of the things as young men, believe it or not, it's unfortunate we don't do that anymore. The first thing that we used to see each other, we used to ask each other, hey, you know, if the Lord were to come today, you think you're going to go? I mean, it, it, to me, I look back and I says, what made us ask? I mean, we we're young guys, you know. That means when you spend time with him, when you spend time with him, there is an earnest, a sincerity Waiting for the appearance of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Let me move on. The next one is strength. Praise the Lord. Strength. Strength what? The Bible says God will strengthen us. One word, one version says confirm us. Another version says strengthen us. Make you strong. Make you steady. Will sustain you. One what? Praise the Lord. In faith. Praise the Lord. In faith. Look how that word goes. I want somebody to read that part. Quick. So that you understand what we're talking about. Even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you. So that you, be, you come behind in no gift. Waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who shall also confirm you unto the end. Meaning God will sustain us till the end. God will strengthen us till the end. Till the end what? Till the time the Lord comes back. Praise God. Why? Because our lives have been enriched and every arenas of our life is being touched. Finally, let me just conclude. Sharing. What sharing? You know what the Bible says? 
God is faithful by whom you were called unto the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Fellowship, koinonia. It has multiple meanings to it. Communion, fellowship, sharing, all these things are the meaning. And one meaning is sharing. You know, because of what Jesus has done for us, we share in his riches. We are heirs of God and co-heirs with Jesus Christ. Meaning, we share in the riches of God. Because we are his children, we are allowed to access God's riches. We are allowed to tap into the untold resources of God. It is sad that most of us live beneath the privileges that God has given us. Because we are content with the status quo. And God allows us, he shares his wealth with us. He has called us into the fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ. We are allowed to share in his resources. I don't know if you're excited about that when you hear that. But there is also a flip side. When you're called into the fellowship, sharing is both ways. Sharing is both ways. When sharing is only one way, what is that? It's husband and wife. Let's take husband and wife. It's only the wife that shares all the time. What is that? What would you call that? The husband is what? The husband is selfish. So sharing goes both ways. So if we've been brought into the fellowship with Jesus Christ, we share, he has shared what belongs to him, we have to also share what belongs to. Did you share what belonged to you with Jesus? Does Jesus have access into your resources? Or it's only a one-way relationship? Lord, I want everything that belongs to you, but what belongs to me belongs to me. Have you ever felt a tug of war in your heart when the Lord told you to bless someone? When the Lord told you to be generous? When the Lord told you to give something to someone? Have you ever felt a tug of war? I have felt it. But when you realize that God has called you to share, that means as much as I have access into him, he also ought to have access into me and into everything that I claim to be mine. Because everything that I have, everything that you have is belong to who? We are only stewards. We are only stewards. Remember that. We are only stewards. Praise God. Let me conclude. Look at that screen. Jesus is the source. The scope is unlimited. It's unlimited because free grace, free grace for us, but it cost him something, the best. But you and I can also act 
activate the enrichment process. Our lives can be activated. We can activate enrichment in every arena of our lives when we start sharing ourselves and our resources, our gifts with Him. Sincerity. When we are immersed in that relationship, we wait for His appearance. Strength. God will strengthen us and will make sure regardless of what season we go through, that we will be found at the coming of the Lord Jesus. Sharing. He wants you and me to become people who would share, meaning reciprocate sharing. Just like he shares with you, you share yourself, your giftings, your treasures with him. And may the Lord enable us enriches this year so that you and I will experience God's favor in every arenas of our life. We're going to yield ourselves as we prepare ourselves for the communion. This is the Lord.